Rich, let's get straight into it for another episode. I want to jump in. Something that has come back through some comments and, and also some experiences through your clients. I want to know, have you confronted a situation that PDSD has been there for your clients that they have not been able to debug, hack, work their way through themselves, mm. that you've been able to work through a situation with them that's led them out the other side? Absolutely. Tons of times. I have a very high success rate with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, just for those who don't know what it is. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so I've got so many stories here. And, and this is a really interesting topic. I love that you brought this one up. PTSD, you know, people come from war, people that have had trauma as children, uh, people that uh, have lost someone unexpectedly. Uh, so there's lots of things that PTSD relates to. Now, what PTSD quite simply is, and this is my opinion, and this is how I remove PTSD out of my clients, and I'm talking sometimes within five minutes, that's been lingering within them for maybe 50, 60 years, and within five to 10 minutes, I can eliminate it. And so I'm not trying to say I'm good at it. This is just basically called neuro-linguistic programming but given a bit of my art along the way of learning and what I've done with clients. So for instance, what happens when you get PTSD? I'll give you an example. When I was learning the coaching game back in 2009, you know, I was working for a corporate and government leadership and training company. And my job was to travel to Mildura or Port Stephens with to the governments as a middle management coach. I would have been in my, maybe late 20s, early 30s then. I was in a session one day and this lady came in. She was the last session that I had eight clients for eight hours, back to back to back, basically, and doing middle management coaching. And she said to me, listen, you won't be able to fix me. I said, okay, uh, what happened? And she goes, she nearly broke down in tears right there and then. I said, okay, well, you know, just take your time. And she goes, no, I've been a psychologist for like eight months with this and I just, I can't shake it. I said, right, so what happened? And she goes, well, okay, she grabbed a box of tissues and she goes, so it was about Christmas time. I was driving down the main strip here in this country town I was in um, and I uh, ran over someone at the pedestrian crossing and she just lost it. You know, she was just taking herself back to the memory. And I was like, right, I got you, got you, got you. I snapped her out of that because I didn't want her to go into free fall. I said, I can remove it for you. She goes, you won't be able to. I said, you're going to need to trust me here. You're going to need to trust me. And so what happened there is she goes, all right, she got herself together. I need you to sort of, I'm not going to take you back there. I'm Just trust me. I'm going to hold your hand here because it was really, it was a 10 out of 10 extreme. So what happens with PTSD, let me just diverse here, is when a serious emotional experience happens, it gets uh, locked into the body. So for instance, with that lady, she... Uh, remembers the gentleman, the older gentleman, literally going across her bonnet, the screeching of the tires, and what what the mind, the brain does, it had such an emotional impact, everything was on high alert, it just took a photo, it basically takes a photo of the situation in, in a visual aspect, it takes a, a, a noise photo, you can hear the screeching of the tires, and it gets locked into the mind, into the brain, I should say. There's a difference between the brain and the mind. So locked into the to the brain. And so because it has a significant impact. And so what happens here is after the event, whether she likes it or not, if that's occurred, 
then she can be just having a wandering afternoon, not thinking about anything. And when her mind falters, that picture comes up. The picture comes up and she doesn't even realize it through thinking of the memory, the hearing a car tire outside, the picture comes up and the picture is huge and it's right out here in her mind's eye. So she's literally staring at it in her mind, having seen this picture and it just breaks her down because she doesn't want to see it because it's such an emotional impact at the time. And so once you realize this, once you realize in her mind's eye, not out here in the real world, in her mind's eye, there's a massive big banner or like a wall-sized photograph of this accident playing under. Now, this accident can be the it can be a photo or it can be a video, right? But there's some implant imprint in the mind of the person. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Right. So what you need to do as a practitioner with this, it's very simple once you know how. Now, there's many more examples of this, but quite simply, what I needed to do is I needed to get that picture out of her mind. Because she's emotionally connected to it when she's just going through a daily existence, it'll just pop up and then she'll just go into complete and utter anxiety um, and shut down. And so what I did with her is I said, right, okay, close your eyes and trust me. And I said, now, I want you to very briefly, if you feel comfortable, even you have to sometimes remove them out of it and pretend they're watching the event from a distance, right, if it's too much. I want you to, in my mind's eye, and people that are watching this on YouTube will see what I'm doing, but what I'm going to ask you to do is point outside in here in the room, because it's actually in her mind, where you see this um, event take place. And she basically, she got, she sort of understood what I was saying, so just trust, relax, and she pointed literally right in front of her face. I said, right, okay, open your eyes. I said, it's about here, right? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. She's really not happy with it. I said, all right, Relax. I said, okay, now what I want you to do is I want you to tell me, is it black and white? Is it color? Right? She's like, no, it's definitely color. I said, is there noise associated with it? Yeah, I can hear screeching of the tires. Is it, is it a movie, like a video-ish, or is it a picture? And she's, no, it's a picture, a picture. I said, great. Okay. So whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But I'm just trying to get the information so I can distort it and completely mess it up. Right? I want to hack her mind. So I've got to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just break it to pieces. So what I do, what you do is you get, I say, okay, I'm going to get that photo. I said, close your eyes. I'm going to get that photo. I want you to, in a mind's eye, I want you to shrink it to the size of a football. And I just go shrink it, shrink it, shrink it. Oh, hang on. Let me, let me go back. What I'll do first is I'll, I'll move the photo back. Right. So I'll say, just pretend I'm moving back another two meters. All right. Another three so meters. So give yourself distance from the photo. Yes. So giving a distance and I'm checking in. I'm saying now just, are you feeling better? And you'll just see, she go, oh, yeah, it feels better, right? And then I'll move it right across to the left or the right out of her vision, right? Then I'll shrink it, right? So this is this is very powerful. And then also you can spin it, right? Once, when you get it really small and out of their vision, you can spin it. You can make it go black and white, black and white, red and white. You can give it all sorts of distortions, right? Because you want to distort the whole experience, Right, so as you're moving away, you're moving, and then you say, "Okay, now is it over here still? Can you remember that old event?" And you always say the old event, right? And so it's over here. And so I'm going to put it on the shelf here. Okay, now you make a snap out of it, so she can just process this. And I'll go now. Who are you barrack for? Just give her a brain state snap, so she actually can snap out of it. She'll, you know, Collingwood and have a joke about that. And I go now. Go back to that old memory. Is it still over here? And she'll go, yes, if it isn't, I've got to go back and redo it or find out where it is. 
I go, right, how are you feeling now out of 10? And she go, and she's usually in a state of shock by then because it's been part of her, her existence for eight months. And she basically went, I can't believe it. I don't have such an, a connection to that. But she can still remember, but she's not connected in, uh, emotionally to the event because it's not here anymore. It's over there. And I've um, hacked her brain, hacked her, literally hacked it. And then after a while, once I know it's okay, then I'll move it literally out of the room and I'll put it outside in the garden. Uh, and then, and that's how simple it is. And I might have another chat with her and say, now, where's that old memory? And she go, oh, it's over there. Or they might say, oh, it's over here. So you keep doing it and keep doing it until it's over there. But I can guarantee you this, that person will basically be um, in a bit of a shock, a little bit of like, their brain has been scrambled. And that's the word I was looking for before. You've scrambled their brain, right? You scrambled the patterning that she was playing out for that PTSD. Now, you can do that with noise as well, like the car tires. You can turn that into... You can literally scramble that noise of a car tire with the same sort of procedures, which I won't go into now. But I just wanted to sort of mention that the fact is we've minimised the imprint that's been placed within her emotional uh, and uh, intellect in her mind as well. Have you found that the longer this goes untreated for want of a better word, but the longer that someone holds onto this and is attached to it and becomes this event, this picture, then the stronger that that is. And it's almost becoming who they are. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's almost a form of, you know, we've spoken about the thoughts and the emotions in, in older episodes, but is it almost like that, that the longer that someone holds on to these experiences and even in some ways it can be the opposite when it's a great experience from your childhood or something that you've gone through, but it becomes stronger and stronger the more that you hold on to it. Definitely. Um, and this is the biggest thing with, uh, with vets and people that have PTSD, it becomes part of their identity. And so they go to the local pub or the local bowling club and, and uh, you know, they've got a story. They've got some sort of identity, which is, uh, he's got PTSD. He's, He's allowed to be bad, badly behaved, or he's allowed to, um, and 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 because they're getting attention, a lot of the times they won't change because there's a benefit in them to have PTSD. Right, that's the first thing I wanted to say, and this is the first thing I ask people when they come here. I go, is this part of your identity? I said, what are the benefits you have in this? And they say, there's no benefits, not absolutely none. They're not prepared to work with them. But if they actually are hanging their identity on it because they're getting a they're getting government wage or whatever it may be, or They've, uh, they've got an identity as that person needs to be looked after so they're getting a carer, then that's fine. But if they really want to become a best version of themselves and eliminate it, then that can be done. The other thing is it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, Higo, on how old they are. It's about how willing they are to get rid of it because the brain yep. changes all the time, right? Because it's neuroplasticity. Our brain is built to change. And so whatever you focus on, where your focus goes, your life grows, Okay, so if I focus on negativity all the time, I will become negativity, old man. But if I focus on yep. positivity all the time, I'll become the positivity leader. It's just the way we form. That's why we talk about thought shopping and, and the six stages of mindful alignment uh, and child master is to move yourself into a place where you want your brain to grow and your life to grow. So PTSD is very easy to get rid of as long as they're willing and able, not able, but willing and excited by actually removing it because there's a lot to gain and by not having it. it. Yeah, opens the word. Yeah. Thanks, Rich. It's um, 
it's always a great insight to hear real life experiences and situations and examples that you've been able to work through. And I'm sure there's plenty of people, whether it's not at the severity of, of that, but also holding on to trauma from their childhood, from past uh, events, mm. from deaths, what, whatever the situation, that there is a way out, especially the people that are willing to go there and explore and open to change. Um, so thanks for sharing. Before you close off, my pleasure, is you can do this yourself, listeners and viewers. You can actually do it yourself. And if you've got something that's bothering you, you can actually see it in the room out here and point to it, and then you can minimize it. You can delete it. You can scramble it. And that can be with everyday stuff. Right? So it's a very accessible to do yourself. And I do it to myself often if there's something that's bothering my thinking all the time. And also one thing I want to talk about at some stage is the three levels of thinking, right? which will give you another aspect of how to manage this as well. Um, and that's because it's the way you see it's the three choices of thinking, okay, which will help you there as well. So anyway, I hope that helps for anyone out there that wants to get rid of trauma. It doesn't take long. Thanks, Rich. Pleasure.